Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. There is no bigger anticipatory situation than the Patriots tomorrow potentially playing their final game of the year and Tom Brady potentially playing his final game with the New England Patriots. There's been a lot 
talked about this. We've talked about this for months. This is where it looks like it's going. And now you are seeing the Tom Brady leaving train picking up a lot of momentum. Brady even said today, this is part of my wait and see. Am I going to come back? I'm worried about the game tomorrow. And that's it. Bill Belichick has said the same thing. But outside of Brady and and the mounting evidence that he's leaving, you know, the trail of crumbs with selling his house, his trainer selling his house, opting out of his contract. I'll give you a big piece of new evidence that tells you that Brady's moving on and it has nothing to do with him. Right? Now you are seeing all around the NFL teams starting to line up their coaching interviews. The Browns have started, the Giants have started. Who is being asked to interview and wants to interview but can't for another week because they're still playing? Josh McDaniels, Patriots offensive coordinator. He's on everybody's list, but because of this rule, Josh McDaniels can't interview until the Patriots are out of the playoffs or you wait a week, you get to that dead time when 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 people can talk. Josh McDaniels on a list here, but wait a minute, wait a minute. He was on a list a couple years ago, and he actually took the Colts job, and then he decided against it. Well, what happened back then? More than likely, people we talked to on the show, various insiders have said, listen, some kind of agreement was made that when Bill Belichick steps down at some point, Josh McDaniels takes over, and it's probably going to be sometime in the near future. So Josh McDaniels says, okay, I'm going to stay. It's what I want to do. I'm going to wait. But now he's interviewing again, because why wouldn't you go two years ago when you had Andrew Luck. You had money to spend an offensive line. You didn't know Andrew Luck was going to retire two years ago. I mean, if you did, that was really dirty pool, not telling anybody. But you know, that's the job you take. That's you're in a position to succeed. But he pulls out. But now that Josh McDaniels is interviewing, wait, wait a second. So he's interviewing. If he's interviewing, that means he might not be next in New England for a while. Why wouldn't he be next in New England? Because Bill Belichick has decided, you know what? I'm going to stay a little bit longer. Tom's going to leave. And even throughout this entire, hey, we get along, we get along, you know they don't. You know that Belichick and Brady each want to win without the other one. So now that Brady looks like he's going to be the one going, Belichick is staying. So now here's Josh McDaniels going, boy, I can't wait 10 years to go interview, for, to wait for the, him to retire and step in. I'm going to leave right now. Look, it happened happened in Syracuse. Mike Hopkins was supposed to be the next head coach when Jim Beheim retired. Beheim decides, I'm going to stay for a few more years. And Mike Hopkins decides, all right, I'm going to Washington. And now he's doing really good things at University of Washington. You can only wait so long. So So why is he interviewing now if you think he's going to take over at some point for Belichick? Because Belichick is staying, because Brady is going, so he can show, I'm going to win without Tom. And this is another piece of evidence why that divorce is happening, and tomorrow could be that last time we see it happen. Look at you, getting your Josh McDaniels... uh what investigatory hat out uh belichick at 67 years old will he stick around till he's 70 keep rolling on look you're 12 and 4 this year you lose the final game that's the only one that really mattered in all of this because it actually had some playoff implications that's a first so that was a shocker but with brady we've lined up all the crumbs all the tea leaves whatever you want to do and it's been the foregone conclusion. I think he's been photoshopped into about nine different teams' uniforms at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if you couldn't find people selling Brady merch for their favorite team at this point. That's how far some of these rumors have gone. Bill Belichick, I know it's the how long can he keep at it and want to run with this group of players and with this coaching staff with Josh McDaniels. Is he ready? Did anything that you saw this year suddenly decide he was going to be the the wonderkin? He's not. He's not that same guy. I don't think. 
right? With that reputation coming yeah, but out they're of the still, tree. They're still looking for somebody like there's not there's nobody like that now. I mean, look, you, you had Kyle Shanahan, you had Sean McVay, you had that run of guys who are oh the next young wonderkind offensive corners. There's no guys like that. Josh McDaniels had fit that a little bit. I mean, I think teams want him to fit it a little bit more than he really does. They want him to fill out that suit more than he really does fill out the suit. But he does at least fall into that category. Yeah, I think it comes down to if you're thinking you're getting him in a package deal, right, that you're getting McDaniels and Brady together, then then we've got some some legs here uh, as you go because Brady's shown the affinity for McDaniels, and obviously it's worked. So if you're at one of these teams – in need of a coach, and you can get the the package deal of Brady coming along with that doesn't fit the Giants, who look like they're going to go McCarthy way anyway. Uh, Cleveland, are you giving up on Baker Mayfield after two years? You might want to, uh, but you're probably not. No, you <laughs> can you, you elevated him and gave him way too much power, way too much influence. Yeah, but then you fired everybody years, that he loved that and loved him, right? Dorsey and and Freddie Kitchens are no longer behind door number two, pulling the strings and propping him up. So you could certainly uh, pull the rug out from under him there. But then it just becomes a, 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 nat, a case of fit and where you go to. And, and most of those places, you're not going to suddenly 11th hour fire one of those coaches to make room for McDaniels and Brady. So I think that's one of the curiosities of this is where would he end up? Because it's not a guy, the grizzled veteran with that pedigree, like we've been talking with Jay Glazer and others, where it seemed like the coaching hiring was going to go this time around. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Lakers lead the Pelicans 26 to 14, the second game pitting Anthony Davis against his old team that they played earlier this year in New Orleans and Anthony Davis went for 80. Uh, right now Lakers lead the Pelicans 26 to 14, and it's not so much just hey, here's Anthony Davis against the Pelicans, but this is Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart's first game back in LA since the trade. They were given different amounts of warm receptions before the game. Their pictures were and, and, and video was shown for them on the board as they were introduced. And I, I got to be honest, this is one of those trades that even though the Lakers had the Pelicans because Anthony Davis wanted to go to the Lakers, this has worked out for both teams. Obviously, you've seen what Anthony Davis has meant playing with LeBron James. The Lakers are 27-7 and with the best record in the West. But even though the Pelicans stink, they've gotten more than expected out of Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball so far. I mean, Brandon Ingram's now scoring 25 a game. We was an 18-7 guy with the Lakers, which, you know, there's so many guys that can do that. He has really blossomed. Lonzo Ball is starting to play extremely well. He's now a solid 10-5-5 guy. And this is not the Lakers giving up on Lonzo and Brandon Ingram because there's trades that are made where, well, look, you gave up on a guy and here he blossomed. He played so well after you traded him. There's no way Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram are playing like this if they're still in L.A. They're not a, they're, they're not the right fit in a LeBron James-led offense because he needs specific players that do specific things, and Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram were not those guys. Was, was, was it going to work for the Lakers with Lonzo playing point guard again and LeBron James trying to play off that? No, that wasn't working. What the Lakers are doing now is working, and now the Pelicans have two players who they've gotten saying, hey, boy, we're really getting contributions from them. And 
you see restarts and, and rebirths of NBA careers come for many different reasons. And for Lonzo and Brandon Ingram, it, it, it's pretty simple. It's being the right fit, but the right fit can be a couple of different things. Ingram's a right fit in this offense because he's one of the go-to guys for points. But for Lonzo, it's a wake-up call. You know, how many times did you have to see during the season the Pelicans saying, hey, he's working on his three all the time. He's changing his shot again. He's working, he's working, he's working. Is he working this hard? Is he still, uh, you know, being this type of player, just focused on the game if he's in L.A. and you're getting headlines from LeVar Ball every five minutes? No, he's not. So this was the wake-up call. Hey, now you had everything, and now the Lakers shipped you out. They were tired of you. They were tired of your dad. Hey, I got to focus if I want to be a really good NBA player, and Lonzo Ball is doing that. This is a good fit for him. It's a good fit for Brandon Ingram. It's worked out for both teams. Yeah, Lonzo's not good. Uh <laughs> 10, 10, 5, and 5, 28 minutes a night, uh, most of the time in a, in a backup role. And with Ingram, the question's going to become, all right, once Zion's cleared, what what's his role? Does he get to still be the guy? Because right now it's, it's the Kevin Love question of all those years in Minnesota, isn't it? Can you put up really good numbers on a bad team? Yeah, but it, with, with run, the way this team is going to go run up and down the floor, there's plenty of room for both of them. I mean, now, look, obviously Zion Williamson's a big deal. He dunked at practice today. Yeah, doing alley-oops and the whole nine yards, and none of them counted. You know, I mean, look, how much can you count on Zion Williamson? I mean, that's the big question. Now, the guy hasn't played, and a seemingly minor injury has kept him out throughout the NBA season. And, and you wonder, not is this guy Greg Oden, but is is he just too big? Is he putting too much stress on his body? Because that's the one thing we talked about forever. Sure. The one question I have with Zion Williamson is, is he too heavy for the NBA? Is he too heavy for the pounding? And he's had knee and different type of joint injuries the last three years in basketball. So what? What does that tell you? You're too big, you're too heavy. 285, 290, you can't run up and down the floor like that. You're the heaviest guy in the NBA, and you're 19 years old, which means you're only going to get bigger, which means you have to figure something else out. So right now, it's you're just hoping and crossing your fingers that Williamson can get on the floor at some point and be somebody who can contribute to the team. I mean, is he suddenly going to come on and play 40 minutes a night? No, it's not happening. You're going to see him play low amounts of minutes. He's gonna. It's going to be something where let's really get him in and see what kind of player he has. So I don't see Brandon Ingram having a lot of trouble here because Zion's going to have his own difficulty just trying to get on and be a day-in and day-out NBA player. Yeah, it just in the short term, it's it's bum slayer numbers, right? It's the Dak Prescott numbers of, of the NBA uh, as, we're, as we're looking at Ingram right now. And, and yes, some of the percentages are up. Some of the metrics are, are moderately better than they were uh, as the Lakers. But he's going to be allowed to grow, right? He's not going to be thwarted in that so you at least have that opportunity you'll be able to maximize and see what he is for the trade long haul i'll I'll take i I think at least on paper what what the pelicans did get right in terms of number one picks and everything else but for the lakers it was the how do we maximize what the lebron james era is and potentially give ourselves that next superstar injury history and everything and and some of the theatrics to say it nicely, of getting himself and massaging his way out of New Orleans, uh, as you did with Anthony Davis, but you get a title, all you need is one, and it justifies the whole thing. 
Right. Well, that's look, it. Anthony Davis is clearly by far and away. You put all the players. No, in the right. Deal together. No, abs- there's no but question. You, you had to get what you could get if you're the Pelicans because Anthony Davis was only going to go to the Lakers. And in the end, you got a player who can be a linchpin for you for years in Ingram. And maybe Lonzo Ball can turn out to be someone who is a big rotation guy, play, you know, coming off the bench, playing 28 minutes. But hey, 10 5 and 5 off the bench, you know, lots of guys would like that. No, but and, the fact that, look, you had to get what you get and you're. At least you didn't get Alonzo Ball that's suddenly not on the floor and he's scoring six points a night, three assists, and he's disengaged. You're getting the best you can get. So, hey, that's why that was a victory for the Pelicans. Well, he's still going to play some defense. The, the, the number one picks are really where it comes down to, though, right? The, the players are all fine. Hart uh, and Ingram and Ball and, and Ingram's giving you some nice numbers and he's he's fun to watch for the fans. Right, because they at least have a guy that's going up and down and gives them some highlight real stuff. But to get that num that number of number one picks for on a trade where there was no leverage at all for New Orleans, they had to get rid of him. I mean, that's that's a really good haul. Almost as if the NBA came in and said, "Hey, you, you really got to give up something special because of the the way this is played out." You know, not to go all conspiracy theorist or anything, but but the reality is, it, it makes no sense when that's the only place they were going to do business that they were still able to get what three first round picks for him, yeah, as no, well as was, three players. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, with, you're you're negotiating with one hand tied behind your back, and and you did pretty well. You know, now and the Lakers side of it is this: that here's the only. The the only dark side I see for the Lakers coming off of what they've been able to accomplish so far, certainly in the regular season, look, they're 27-7. and seven. They had that small little losing streak. That's going to happen over the course of a season. The way the Lakers are playing now, and, and this leads into how to solve this issue, are they regular season great? Are they a team that in the regular season, because it's LeBron, it's AD, it's one game out of 82, it's going to be really hard to stop them. But when you get to the playoffs, if this is the same Laker team personnel-wise we see in the playoffs that we're seeing now, they could lose in the Western Conference semis. When you're playing a team that's going to clamp down defensively, night in and night out in a seven-game series, and the Lakers have no other place to go with the ball because it's either LeBron or it's Anthony Davis, and boy, that supporting cast is terrible. That's the one fear. Are they a regular season champion-type roster, which is when it gets to the trading deadline, I fully expect there to be a lot of turnover, and you're seeing at least three new faces that are playing big minutes for the Lakers, at least a couple of them who are shooters, because you need somebody else, and you know Kyle Kuzma is still working his way back into where he fits now in the new team with, with LeBron and AD being the top two options. I mean, that's something that's got now doesn't mean they can't solve it because easily the trading deadline they can solve it and go get a JJ Redick or somebody else or whoever they want to go pick up and, and someone that can come off the bench and give them some offense because that's what they're missing right now. But right now they look like a team that boy, regular season, hey, they can rip through everybody, but you get a second round series and a team that can play some defense and, and I think the Lakers could be in trouble. Well, that's the idea of finding another shooter. We we all know that there's a jersey with Igadala's name on it. For once, the buyout's completed there. So we have some of those activities that'll go through in this NBA calendar as well. So I don't think this roster's anywhere close to finished when it, when we get to mid-April. I think you'll see three or four other bodies. And let's not forget the Kyle Kuzma trainer thing. Le- LeBron James can try to shrug that off all he wants. Go back and watch that with... Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's do this right now. Is now the NFL head coaching the second round of hiring because the first round was Ron Rivera. Oh, happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Uh, where are the head coaching candidates going to end up? The Giants are in the middle of their interviews. The Browns are starting to conduct their interviews. And now what about the Dallas Cowboys? Because Mike Zimmer has been rumored to be a guy that Jerry Jones wants. 
that story broke earlier today, and immediately the Vikings put out a statement saying, we have every intention in keeping Mike Zimmer. He's our coach. We want him. So whether that was a flare sent up by Jerry Jones, something that was thrown out there just to see if they could cast a wide net, it seems like Mike Zimmer is a name that was thrown out there and the Vikings say, hey, we're on to you, Jerry Jones, and we are going to try to keep Mike Zimmer. If I'm trying to figure out who's going to get the Dallas job, I'm going to go by. I'm going to go a very simple philosophy that I think you, you you can't you can't overestimate what I'm going to say. The Cowboys still have Jason Garrett as their head coach, even though you know Ed Werder reported last night they're going to they're ready to move on. It's going to be official sometime in the next couple of days. Keep them there. Keep them there. Come on, keep them there. The rest of the NFL wants Jason Garrett in Dallas, but the fact that they haven't fired him yet. Seeing all of these coaches go interview, all the names are out there. Mike McCarthy, Urban Meyer, Matt Rule, all of these names are thrown out there. This tells me that Jerry Jones and the Cowboys aren't interested in any of these names. Even if it's Urban Meyer, these are not who Jerry Jones is going after. All of the names you've heard, Josh McDay, everybody's out there. Jerry Jones has not gone after. If, if None of these people are on Jerry Jones's list if they're keeping Jason Garrett right now. So the guy Jerry Jones wants, we have not heard his name yet. Who's the one big name that we have heard for a while? This is going to be the Cowboys guy. This will be the Cowboys guy. Just wait. We talked about it a few months ago. Romo. And we have not heard his name at all yet. Adam Gates. We have not heard his name <laughs> at all yet. Lincoln Riley. We have not heard one word about Jerry Jones, Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley, anywhere else. Lincoln, that's the only name of all the big candidates we have not heard was Lincoln Riley. That tells me it's going to be Lincoln Riley. I like your process uh, of deduction. Like you've been reading some Sherlock Holmes while hanging out in Detroit as well. Yeah, it's the Mike Zimmer's got one year left on his Minnesota deal. The Vikings will do whatever they can. It seems to be a formula that's working at least to uh, get them into the playoffs and ready to roll here. As long as Dalvin Cook's healthy, uh, it seems anything is is possible in terms of their upside. But Lincoln Riley is certainly not being connected to the disasters, right? wasn't to Washington before Ron Rivera became the guy. And Cleveland, God knows what Haslam's going to do there, right? Asking mm-hmm. for permission from guy to interview guys and some just saying, you know what, I'm out. I want no part of what you got going on in that building. Uh, wondering if it needs an exorcism along the way for it. But, yeah, Lincoln Riley, it's been awful quiet. I don't know if some of that is a factor of how they were humbled in the semifinals. So maybe the heat is off so you can work on that behind the scenes. Either way, I, I like the way the, the Cowboys have gone about it. Folks can laugh all they want that it's day five, day six, whatever. He's out. Of, his contract goes to the 14th. If he keeps accepting lunch invitations to try to sell <laughs> sell them on showing up, Jason Garrett, that is, I, mean, I can't blame Jerry Jones because you also don't want to look desperate. And I don't think he comes across as desperate for eking out every bit of information you can on Jason Garrett. If anything, you know, Jason Garrett at some point has to raise his hand and say, to hell with this, I'm done. But, you know, you work behind the cl- closed doors and behind the scenes with Stephen Jones probably – helping to run this a lot more than he's ever going to get credit for along the process, much like telling dad and locking him in a room so he didn't select Johnny Manziel all those years ago. Same kind of deal, that there's more to it 
But, yeah, keeping quiet on the active search is pretty impressive for a guy that likes to be in front of a microphone. Well, and, and don't forget this, too. I mean, this was kind of a you know an under-the-radar story a few days ago, but the Sooners lost a quarterback coming into 2021. Brock Vandegrift in Sports Illustrated has a bit on this because he did an interview with him who was initially going to Oklahoma and now decommitted. And Mike Fisher wrote a column for Sports Illustrated saying that Vandegrift told SI that he would not go to Oklahoma if Lincoln Riley was not his coach. Now, this doesn't mean in and of itself that Lincoln Riley is leaving, but here's a guy that was going to be headed there, and now he's decommitted. He's going to go someplace else. So, I mean, the, 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 we've not heard anything about Lincoln Riley. All the other names are out there, and Jerry Jones still has Jason Garrett as his head coach. This, this is why it's going to be Lincoln Riley. I mean, I, I mean, I, it's, it seems pretty simple. But when if they wanted one of these other guys, Jerry Jones would have kicked Jason Garrett to the curb and okay, we got to go get Urban Meyer. We all right, Urban Meyer's going to talk to the Browns. I don't want him to take that Browns job. I want him here in Dallas. Oh, Matt Rule is talking to the Giants. No, I want Matt Rule coming up right from Baylor. I like Matt Rule. Any of those guys, any of those names, he would have already been involved in it because he doesn't want to lose them. The fact that they're still sitting around with Jason Garrett, it's Lincoln Riley. He's the guy. See, I like the way you did that. You you, you made like, him your guy. I no, am. I, I do like the 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 fact that you had a guy decommit. But let's face it, at this point, Lincoln Riley at the collegiate level is going to turn anybody that shows up at quarterback to gold. Right? You're gonna you're gonna put up numbers, uh, and if you don't want to go there, that means you just don't trust he's going to be there for three years. Not necessarily that it's this year, but that you're not going to get the significant growth and development that you are anticipating. So, no, I hang a, a grain of salt, but. Well, just, you just need one year with Lincoln Riley, apparently. Well, look, but, you know, Baker Mayfield came in. Look, his his last year he blossomed. It was it was one year for Kyler Murray. It's one year for Jalen Hurts. No, but we you, you got to get your offense. college start somewhere. Right, you got to get the fundamentals, and then Lincoln comes in and cleans him up with an. Oh, he's also, we'll, we'll we'll call him the cleaner then. So Lincoln Riley's going to be the cleaner. Winston Wolf. That's right. All right. <laughs> he's all Harvey Keitel. Just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. It's now time. Well, I have to do it, Harmon. You don't have to do all of it, but I have to revisit and give new Super Bowl picks. Yeah, my because, Super Bowl picks are still alive. Yeah, your picks are still alive. You don't have to do it as much. I, I need to do it because all of my teams have been eliminated. My guys need a lot of help, but, uh, I, there's, but the end pick is still alive. My Steelers-Cowboys did not work out for me this season. <laughs> that, that didn't work out. Uh, but, you know, look, hey, the Steelers won eight games. Ro- you know, Roethlisberger got hurt. And, you know, look, they would have won more. The Cowboys almost got in. But my new Super Bowl pick, because I have to go with teams that are involved with it now. Cleveland! Cleveland is not making it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I am going to say we see an upset Kansas City. Wins the AFC Championship on the road. They beat Baltimore. They pull off the upset. They are peaking. They are playing extremely well. Kansas City was there last year. They fell just short. Baltimore hasn't been. Pressure's going to get to Baltimore enough for Kansas City to win. This is going to be Patrick Mahomes' moment. And in a matchup of the two best quarterbacks, new quarterbacks in the league the last couple of years, it's going to be Mahomes over Lamar Jackson. And Kansas City goes to the Super Bowl. Ooh, I like I like the bravado. Look, you got a defense that's playing better, and they did a good job to load management, load manage LaShawn McCoy. 
for the second half of the year. His touches have been held down. Not an injury thing from all reports that he will be ready for the full full load as necessary. And, and look, you've, you've gotten reps for other guys, Damian Williams, some Spencer Ware uh, time and again. And the defense playing so much better for them right now. Some good reps in the uh, receiving court as well. So looking for a, a little bit of a game breaker when you got Nicole Hardman out there working opposite Tyreek Hill. I like it. It's 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 ballsy when we go against what is the presumptive, I mean, prohibitive favorite when you go from the betting odds, the way that Baltimore's offenses run through the year. I mean, it's, it's tough, but I, I, I honestly feel that this is Kansas City's time and they're going to be the ones that go and get and get this win because they've been through it so recently and they know how their defense is playing extremely well. And that's really what I'm, I'm kind of, you know, banking on is that they keep this defensive excellence through the rest, through the rest of the playoffs and they do enough to be able to slow Lamar Jackson down. Look, they're not going to stop them, but Kansas City, you keep scoring bunches of points. You put a lot of pressure on, you get a turnover. So Suddenly, it's really tough playing catch up. So that's why I'm going Cincinnati. That's why I'm Cincinnati. Cincinnati. That's yeah, I'm going with Kansas City. That's worse than Burrow. Yeah, that's yeah. worse than Cleveland, man. Come on, come on. Uh, although we did celebrate Sam White yesterday, uh, remembering his greatness of mocking Cleveland as he went. Look, I picked New England before the year. Part of it was to spite you and make you all mad and blue in the face. Uh, but just for the fact that you had a decent running game, Sony Michelle still up and around 900 yards for the season in a, quote, down year, as we knew it was going to be a split with him, Burkhead, and, of course, James White out of the backfield. Defense has been great at times. Part of it was bum slaying a, a good slate early. Uh, but at this point, I got to dance with who brung me. I picked them before the year. I, I can't become a coward now. Cheaters. <laughs> no matter how hard the road becomes, right? And Tennessee will be sure, an no, interesting t- test with Derrick Henry in the running game, and we'll we'll pick that in just a little bit. But, you know, a difficult road and all the rumor, conjecture, speculation. Uh, but I, I don't rule them out. You know, to be the man, you got to beat the man, and they're not dead yet. No, no, no. Your, your teams are good. That's why I have to change because I lost mine. If NFC, I could change. <laughs> NFC, it's, it's almost as if people are forgetting about them, but they're the best team in the NFC. The road has to go through them. They're going to the Super Bowl. San Francisco is going to defeat whoever comes in, and they're going to the Super Bowl to play the Chiefs. San Francisco's the best team in the NFC. They're the best <laughs> all-around team in the entire National Football League. Whoever comes in... It's going to be impossible for them to run the football enough. They're not going to throw the football, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, whoever winds up coming in, it doesn't matter. They're the best team in the NFC. They're at home. Their offense can win any kind of game now. And that's the one thing we talked about this, a big deal midseason when they were 6-0, and 7-0, 8-0, is that, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo's got to start winning some games here because they can't always rely on three running backs being run heavy. But Jimmy. Garoppolo, the past seven, eight weeks, Jimmy. Has been really, really good. And now they can win any kind of game in the playoffs. They can win a shootout. They can win a ground control game. Their defense is the best defense in the, in the NFC and probably the second best defense or maybe the best defense in all of football. It's kind of a toss-up you want to talk about between them and the Patriots. But, you know, everybody's looking for reasons to pick the Packers or to pick the Saints or pick... The 49ers are the best team in football. And they're at home. They're going to beat whoever. Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Yeah, the Eagles. 
beating the Bears. They're still alive. You so, got to stay with them. Still alive. I have to alive, stay with man. them at their, I believe it's a calculated 2.5% chance to, to, to win it, uh, to get there. Certainly a long road as well. We've talked about the injuries ad nauseum. You know, you'd have a, a lot of downfield playmaking over the course of the year. A lot of balls also dropped where they could have been in a much better position just for guys getting a nice tub of stickum uh before the season started. Miles Sanders is becoming a, a really good running back. Jordan Howard's healthy, then perhaps you at least get a little bit of that thunder lightning combination. We haven't said that in a while. Oh. Uh, I thought I'd bring that back from little uh, Mike Allstott Warwick Dunn, very yeah, nice. NFL yesteryear, you know, the the idea that you, you have the the guy between the tackles, why they brought Jordan Howard in. And Sanders has shown that he's a pretty good receiver. Uh had that great connection with Wentz a couple of weeks ago. So uh, I'll, I'll stay with it. Carson Wentz, think people are starting to look at his year a lot differently over these last couple of weeks. Sure, a little bit of bum slang, a little bit of luck helping him finish the job uh, and the Cowboys unable to get out of their own way. But still looking for Carson Wentz to make some plays and, and have some fun. The, the 49ers, the one thing with them is if you can run on them, it's just does your team, can you commit to it? Because offensively now, they're that much more explosive once you added Emmanuel Sanders and whatever the hell they shot George Kittle up to get him out there with that busted up ankle that he had. (laughs) Still wondering what was going on there when he's running downfield and screaming, Hey, Jimmy! And they're finding connection 30 yards downfield. Add Debo Samuel and Mostert who's been just a a godsend to them the second half of the year as well as he emerged in the leader of the backfield. They're going to be a a really tough out. Uh, But again, I'll back myself into a corner by actually picking too well and having two teams still alive. No, that's great. Hey, you had your picks. You're still alive. I had to redo my picks entirely. You got the Bengals. It's good. You did take Cincinnati. There is audio evidence that you've got the bangles on your mind. Well, you know what? Hey, I'll never pay for a drink again in Cincinnati right there. Nor should you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's take a look now and preview some of the games this weekend. Wild card weekend in the National Football League. We spent a lot of time this hour talking about the Patriots and Tom Brady. So let's preview the NFC games. I may be crazy. Call me crazy. But I'm going to take Minnesota over New Orleans. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Gutsy. Am I falling for Kirk Cousins again? Not really, because now Dalvin Cook is back. Adam Thielen's back. As long as Cousins doesn't throw four picks, Minnesota will pull the upset. Their defense will hold New Orleans down just enough. Minnesota is primed for an offensive explosion. This is the best version of their team we're going to get. They're healthy now. They win this game 38-31. Over, under, sitting at 49 and a half. Eight is your point spread, New Orleans. Uh, I think this is where we actually see Alvin Kamara take on a bigger workload. Been kind of a quiet season for him as his fantasy owners. Well, no, right. No, this is one where he's got to be bigger. A lot more Jared Cook to go along with Michael Thomas. How do you slow him down? That's the one thing Minnesota in that secondary, uh, they're not going to be able to do. I'm taking New Orleans. Minnesota keeps it close with Dalvin Cook running the football, but New Orleans succeeds and proceeds. I may be fully crazy part two, but I'm going to take Philadelphia over Seattle. I know my Seahawks. 
Seahawks lost all their running backs. They're going to struggle on offense because they can't run the football well enough. Seattle's in a rocky spot the last couple of weeks, and Philadelphia is playing so well. Their best football of the season. They've won four in a row. Carson Wentz has a lot to prove in his first playoff game. It doesn't matter. Zach Ertz, the weapons, if they play, if they don't play. This will be a Carson Wentz game. They win it 24-13. He throws for three touchdowns. Russell Wilson all by himself, not enough. These is one team peaking and another one still trying to figure it out. I picked them before the season to get to the NFC title game. I can't back away from them now. <laughs> I have no idea how it plays out. Miles Sanders, I think people will gain an appreciation for how good a rookie year he had. Uh, but you're right. It's all on the arm of Carson Wentz because he could shut up a lot of doubters and flip some double middle birds if they win this one. So those are our NFC picks. How about the AFC games this weekend? Let's kick things off right now. Buffalo and Houston, in the words of Jason Cole, nothing says a Saturday playoff game more than Buffalo against Houston. I'm jacked up about it. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills. I have seen Houston throw up on themselves in this situation many times. My Texans, I know. But this is another one because Buffalo, they have a pretty easy formula. Their defense keeps it close. Josh Allen finds a way to make enough plays. They get a couple of explosive plays in the running game or the or the short passing game, and they win. They are good enough to do that here against Houston in a 17-14 type game where either it's a field goal late or they hold on to a field goal lead and get Deshaun Watson to throw a pick. This is their MO. They've done it all year. They've done it against good teams, nearly upset the Patriots, had a couple of tough games where, boy, Buffalo really just one play might have tipped this game, could have beat Baltimore. I am going Buffalo. Eventually they're going to play a team that's too good for them, but not this weekend. Buffalo beats Houston 17-14. I generally hate to agree with you, but I'm all over the Bills. I might be the uh, only card-carrying member of the Josh Allen fan club uh, among media members. I think there's still a lot of potential for this guy to be an absolute stud in the interim. Makes a couple of big plays. He'll make a maddening one now and again, uh, but also making plays with his legs. Cole Beasley scraping across the middle has become invaluable. You got Dawson Knox making plays. Singletary taking up a bigger role in the backfield. And defensively, They'll be good enough to slow down the running game in Carlos Hyde uh, and, and take that away. And with Will Fuller, probably not going to go. I mean, that that's the tale of their offense in a lot of ways because then you go into the box and one on DeAndre Hopkins and you look at Deshaun Watson, becomes human. Still good, good to great, but beatable. And that's where Buffalo takes care of business. Tennessee, New England. I would love to pick the shocker. I would love to do it. But I just can't see Bill Belichick losing to Ryan Tannehill. For me, it just comes down to that. Even though Tennessee should be able to run the ball and Tannehill should be able to make enough plays in the passing game because... Look, Tennessee scores points. This is not a team that's winning on the strength of, you know, here's Derrick Henry rushing for, you know, 1,600 yards and that's it. No, they're, they're scoring 28 points a game. Obviously, it's going to be much tougher. New England's defense is much better. They should be able to do enough things, but it's not like the Patriots are terrible. And this is where the oversimplification of the Patriots' struggles comes back to hurt them and why you see the Patriots 
with the image of, boy, this team can't do anything right after winning the, after being a Super Bowl team. <laughs> no, they're just not as good as they were in their dominant years. Obviously, look, they faltered last week. They're playing wild card week and haven't done that since 2009. This is not a clearly great Patriots team, but still your 12-4 and four is 12-4. and four. The Patriots are still really good. They will have enough to win this game. We can have our doom saying for the Patriots coming up in the next couple of weeks, and they're going to have their day of reckoning, whether it's Baltimore or Kansas, whatever it is, but it's not going to happen this week. They will have enough to beat Tennessee. It'll be closer than expected. It won't be a great game Man, offensively for Tom yeah. Brady. They they probably already have the plays, but they win. They beat Tennessee, and they live to fight another day. Well, the uh, the apprentice is not overtaking the master here just yet. Uh, when we we look at this one, I, I like Tannehill, like what you've seen for the second half. A guy playing with no pressure. Now he's got pressure because it's, it's go out and win a playoff game for Brady and the Patriots. You still got a defense that only gave up 14 points per game, gettable at times. And yes, you worry about the run game taking over a little bit. But all in all, as you said, I don't know that many folks that have been burying them all season long have bothered to really watch many games. I think there's enough here and they get a victory and succeed and proceed. Well, look at you and I on the same side of these games. I'm a little shocked. Three out of four, that never happens. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 